welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello, friends. I'm Marcy Farrell from ThankfulHomemaker.com, and I'm so glad you're here with me today. We're going to chat about what it looks like to put on kindness in our homes. And as believers in Jesus Christ, kindness should characterize our lives. The Apostle Paul says in Titus 3, 3 3-4, what changed his life was the kindness of Jesus. There's a lovely quote that sums it up beautifully, and I could probably end the podcast on this quote, but I won't. But just take a listen. Kindness is the virtue of a man whose neighbor's good is as dear to him as his own. That's a kind person. So let's dig together in the word a bit to see what God's word tells us about kindness. And then I'm going to talk about what it might look like practically lived out day to day in our homes. So we know that kindness is a fruit of the spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And that's Galatians 5, 22 and 23. And my dear friends over at Women's Hope Podcast have a great series going on on their podcast on the fruit of the Spirit that I highly recommend. I'll stick that link in the show notes. Let's take a peek as we get rolling here at a verse that we all know, the famous love passage, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So what is kindness? Kind is defined as, in the dictionary, just generous warm-hearted nature, charitable, and considerate. Some synonyms of kindness are generous, considerate, goodness, merciful, and thoughtful. The Greek word used for kind in 1 Corinthians 13.4 is trestos, and it's spelled C-H-R-E-S-T-O-S, which means to show oneself useful, to be kind, or to use kindness If we look at unkindness and how it's defined, it's defined as not being sympathetic or considerate of others, harsh, severe, or cruel. So kindness has two parts. It has the feelings and the motives of our hearts, and from there it has the behavior that comes out of them to work for the good of another. So kindness is an action that desires the happiness of others. And as believers, as those who profess to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, we show kindness because God showed undeserved kindness to us through the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. In Romans 2, 4, it says, Or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? I want to elaborate on this verse a bit, and I'm utilizing the help of John MacArthur, because many times we just hear the last part of this verse. We hear God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance, and many times it's used out of context, but here's a reminder that Dr. MacArthur gives us on the importance of taking the whole of scripture in context. He says, the biblical order in any gospel presentation is always first the warning of danger and then the way of escape, 
First the judgment on sin, and then the means of pardon. First the message of condemnation, and then the offer of forgiveness. First the bad news of guilt, and then the good news of grace. The whole message and purpose of the loving, redeeming grace of God, offering eternal life through Jesus Christ, rests upon the reality of man's universal gift of abandoning God, and thereby being under his sentence of eternal condemnation and death. Consistent with that approach, the main body of Romans begins with Romans 1.18, a clear affirmation of God's wrath against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Okay, so that may have been a bit much to take in, and I'm going to put that, that quote in the show notes so you can chew on it a bit. But summarizing that, he continues on. He says, It is impossible to preach the goodness of God without talking about sin and judgment because its very meaning is bound up in those terms. When we see our sinfulness and rebellion against God, and when we see our hypocrisy in condemning others for committing the same wrath-deserving sins, then we can also marvel at God's goodness in patiently and tolerantly withholding the wrath that we deserve. This is what leads us to repentance. So our God is merciful, and even God's judgments must be seen in a context of mercy. They are meant to lead people to repentance and forgiveness. Ephesians 4.32 tells us, And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God and Christ forgave you. Being kind to one another is in the present imperative in this verse. And what that means is it's it's calling for this to now be the believer's new lifestyle. It's saying, keep on becoming kind. The idea is to keep on becoming. Paul is not calling for a quote, arrival in this life because we're not going to reach that perfection in this life, right? But this is a lifelong process. It's a journey toward greater and greater Christ-like behavior. Kindness should characterize believers in our relationships with one another. I love this. It is a gentle, easy manner that allows others to be at ease in our presence. Think about that. It is a gentle, easy manner that allows others to be at ease in our presence. What a beautiful thing. The word kind comes from such words as kin or kindred. So to deal kindly with others is to treat them as our kin our family, right? And as those of us in Christ, we are now all part of God's family. These are our kinfolk. So kindness and tenderheartedness go together and they express a love for all men, both the righteous and the unrighteous. The word tenderhearted means compassionate, easily moved to love, pity, or sorrow. It describes one having tender feelings for someone else. And in Ephesians 4.32, kindness and compassion find their expression in forgiveness. So we hear in Colossians 3.12, the Apostle Paul says, Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Ray Steadman, he's a preacher. I love to read through some of his old sermons. He said in a sermon about Colossians 3.12 that kindness is an action that reveals compassion, action that arises out of a sense of sympathy. It can take many different forms, a smile, a kind word, a pat on the shoulder, an invitation to lunch, an offer to help. We are to put on compassion and kindness as we start our day and throughout the day. 
He also gave an illustration in this sermon. He told a story. He said, many centuries ago, a certain young man from a rural setting went to live in a large city and fell in with the wrong crowd. He lived a wild and dissolute life, becoming involved in many hurtful things, which almost destroyed him. But he heard a preacher one day, and though he did not particularly appreciate his preaching, he was struck by the man. He went to hear him again, and soon that preacher was able to lead him to Christ. That young man has become the fame, become famous as the great Saint Augustine. And this is what Augustine wrote of Ambrose, the pastor of the cathedral in Milan. He said, I began to love him, not at first as a teacher of the truth, which I despaired of finding in the church, but as a fellow creature who was kind to me. Such a reminder to us of what an open door kindness can be in our lives. So our reality is we do spend most of our time every day with those within our own homes. All right. These are the ones that are most dear to us, but these are also the ones we can take for granted. Do we truly show them how much we love them, appreciate them, and that we know that they are a blessing from God to us? You know, it can be really easy to put on a good face when we're around others and treat strangers with more kindness than we do within our own family. I am so guilty of this. We have all heard familiarity breeds contempt. And with our families, we all know the good and the bad about each other. How many times do we magnify their weaknesses and we forget to take the log out of our own eye? So in that verse in Colossians 3, 12 through 14, that series of verses, we're told to put on kindness. This has to be from the heart. And as mamas, we truly set the tone of our homes by our responses and reactions to other. There may be times, mama, when you do not feel like responding kindly, but I encourage you to pray. Take a moment to pause and pray before you respond. Responding kindly, even when you don't feel like it, is still better than responding unkindly. We're told in Proverbs 14.1 that a wise woman builds up her home, but a foolish one tears it down with her own hands. Responding unkindly to others in your home is taking the action of tearing down your home. We cannot use excuses or blame others for our unkind responses. We are responsible for them. So you need to pray and spend time with the Lord and his word. We can't do this on our own in our own strength, but God is always there to help us. Spend time with him and prepare yourself for those stressful times. Take time to study the word and to pray. Make sure of the practical things that you're getting adequate sleep and you're eating well and you're exercising. Plan ahead, ladies, in the areas you know that you are apt to respond unkindly. One area that comes to mind for me is Sunday mornings. I think of that. You know, heading to church can be a difficult time for families, especially those with younger children. So make sure you spend the evening before planning for your Sunday morning so you are more apt to be able to be patient and kind with your family. So let's look at some practical ways that we can put on kindness to our families. And this is my personal list. I always love throwing these out here for you to look at as examples or to get your creative juices flowing. So these are some things that I thought of when I thought about how I can practically show kindness to my family. I show them lots of affection, appropriate hugs and kisses and lots of I love yous. That should be going on regularly in our homes. Use our manners when we speak to our children. Use your please and thank yous, right? And mama, smile a lot. They love to see your smile. Greet them when they come home and say goodbye before they leave the house. Take those few moments to pause and stop what you're doing. Greet them at the door and stop and pause and say goodbye at the door. 
Take the time to make them feel special by making favorite meals or desserts or special little treats. Pick up little gifts that you see, nothing expensive, little things you see for them, or write them special notes. Help them to develop hearts that are compassionate by reaching out as a family to those in need. Volunteer with them. Involve them in hospitality within your home. Help families in need in your church and community. Take the time to discipline with love and firmness. Our children must learn to submit to our authority. It's commanded in scripture that they honor and obey their parents. And we are to love them and lead them as Christ does to us. He is our perfect example. And our most powerful tool of discipline with our children the Lord has given us is love. Speak well of your family to others outside your home. Uh, Enjoy special traditions with each other, maybe family movie or game night, special dinners. Here's a big one. Do not speak unkindly about others within the walls of your home. Don't do it. It's sin and it's a poor example to your children. Evangelize to your family and to others. The most loving thing we can do is share the gospel with the lost and be consistent. Behave at home as you do in public. Then there's another aspect to this. How can we show kindness to our husbands? You know, when we were first dating our husband, kindness just happened naturally. Our desire was to please him in all things. And after we're married and daily life happens, we just tend to settle in and get slack in how we treat one another. Do you take the time to show your husband how much you love and appreciate him? Does he know that he's a blessing from God to you? Here's a big one. Are you more aware of what he does wrong than what he does right? How many times do we magnify our husband's weaknesses and forget to take the log out of our own eye? And Proverbs 14.1 tells us that a wise woman builds up her home, but a foolish one tears it down with her hands. When we respond unkindly to our husbands, we are tearing down our homes. There are no excuses for our unkind responses. We need to call them what they are. They are sin. It does not matter how someone responds to you. You are responsible for your own response. And it is just, it's not, it's not their fault or they're not the ones being annoying or difficult. Um, how we respond is revealing the ugliness of our own heart that, that that's coming out. So our God is gracious. He's the giver of kindness, right? And the only way that we're going to be able to persevere and show kindness in our marriages is through prayer, as well as lining our lives up with God's word, which means we need to read it. We need to know it, right? We cannot manufacture kindness in our own strength. Kindness is an act of love expressed to our husbands through our words, deeds, and nonverbal expressions. And that last one can be forgotten sometimes. We can get pretty nasty with our nonverbal expressions, can't we, mamas? So Jesus Christ is the foundation of our homes, and our marriages are to model the beautiful, tender relationship of Christ and the church on this earth to a lost world. God's word tells us to put on kindness in Colossians 3.12. So let's look at some ways we can extend this kindness to our husbands on a daily basis. And again, this list is not exhaustive. And because of the differences in our relationships, it's going to look different from one home to the next. But the hope is to get you thinking and praying about ways that you can put on kindness in your own marriage. So again, these are my thoughts. We were created to be his helper. Does your relationship with him take priority over relationship with your children? Being kind to our husbands happens much easier when we are in the proper role God has called us to. We need to speak kindly about our husband to others. Take the time to pray over your husband before he leaves for work. Get enough rest and take care of yourself and your physical appearance. 
keep the romance alive. You can initiate this, mamas. I think he would really, really enjoy that. Compliment him often. Do you thank him for working hard and providing for your family? And pay attention to his favorites, his favorite meals, maybe his favorite outfits on you or places to go on a date, right? Be cheerful because I am sure he loves to see a smile on your face. And pray before you respond. Look at things through an eternal perspective. I mean, really, is it that difficult to pick up his socks off the floor or towels or to clean up after him? Truly, we are called as believers to serve with a joyful heart. There is much we need to learn to overlook and love. I'm not talking about sins that truly need addressing, but remember, love covers a multitude of sins. When problems arise, because they will, work them out together in a Christ-honoring way. I'm going to state it again. You are responsible for your actions and behavior, not for your husband's. Pray that you will respond correctly. Ask the Lord to help you to forgive when needed and pray that you will not harbor bitterness or anger in your heart. Look always to the example of Christ who forgave us when we were undeserving sinners. We truly know, I mean, I know this, and I know I'm based on this on experience, but it is true. I know I've forgiven someone when I no longer hold it against them in my heart and mind. So may we, through the strength of the Holy Spirit, respond in all situations with loving kindness to our husbands. And ladies, our words are powerful and our tongues are a dangerous weapon. By the grace of God, you can tame your tongue and speak words that are kind used for building up, encouraging, gentle, and pure. And I'm going to throw a plug in there for my first podcast episode, which is called Taming Our Tongues. So take a listen if you haven't yet. Another thought, thankful people are a joy to be around. I mean, is it really pleasant to be around people who are miserable and not kind? No. So offer thanks for your to your husband and let him know how much you appreciate him. Revive Our Hearts has these wonderful 30-day challenges on their site. I love them. And one of the ones that I like to go through annually is the 30-day challenge to encourage your husband. And it's one that I love to encourage all young wives or older wives to go through, maybe even yearly. So today is a new day. God's mercies are new every morning. If you haven't been showing kindness to your husband and children, repent, seek the grace of God, and he will give you a fresh start right now. Seek the Lord in prayer on ways you have not been showing kindness in your marriage and start making changes today. May we begin today by treating our husbands and our children with kindness in our words and actions. Kindness, I'm going to leave you with a quote here by Alexander Strach. He says, quote, Kindness is a readiness to do good, to help, to relieve burdens, to be useful, to serve, to be tender, and to be sympathetic to others. It has been said, kindness is love in work clothes. I love that. So I leave you with my thought always that Jesus is enough. I want to thank you, my dear friends, for taking the time to tune into Thankful Homemaker. If you enjoyed this podcast today, I'd love to connect with you through my blog. It's my little home on the web, and it's going to be where you're going to find the show notes for this podcast too. It's at thankfulhomemaker.com. So if you subscribe to the blog, which I'd love you to do by email, I give you two free eBooks to my subscribers. So check out the details on all that at thankfulhomemaker.com. Have a blessed week, friends. 